This morning I want to speak about the resurrection of the body a little bit because of our first reading from Ezekiel. First reading we heard from Ezekiel chapter 37. It's this powerful one that really has to do with not so much the resurrection of the body at first, but the gathering of the nation of Israel. Because of Israel's unfaithfulness, God allowed her people to be scattered to all the corners of the earth, especially in Babylon and Assyria. So here Ezekiel, who's writing in Babylon, is talking about how all these Israelites have died in exile. Their bodies are buried. They're, They're dry bones. But there's a promise of God for the Spirit to raise up those bones, build upon them flesh and sinew, and to bring them back together to the promised land, to where they belong. That's what it's first talking about, is reuniting the scattered tribes of Israel. Of course, we as Christians can see that this is also a prophecy of the resurrection of Christ and the resurrection of the body, where God will gather us together into heaven, into the eternal habitations. So, the Catechism can help us understand what this resurrection of the body means for us that will happen on the last day. We know that in death, that when the separation of the soul from the body occurs, the human body decays and is corrupted, but the soul, redeemed by Christ, goes to God, is with God. And as we await that reunion with our glorified body, uh, God, through the power of Jesus' resurrection, will restore our bodies to ourselves one day. The scripture actually says that all people will have their bodies rise, not just the saved. Those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of judgment. That's from the Gospel of John. Jesus says that. Many people ask, well, how, how are the dead raised up? What, what does that mean? Right? We aren't restored to a kind of natural life. We're restored to a heavenly supernatural life. It's certainly hard to get at the truth of this and describe this, but we really know that our bodies are like Jesus' body. They are at once similar to our earthly bodies. They rec- the apostles recognize Jesus as he reveals himself, and yet there's a stark difference in his power, in his glory, in how he acts and lives St. Paul says that our body is changed into a spiritual body. Sometimes I laugh at that. I'm like, well, that's helpful, St. Paul. Like, body and spirit, we always think differently, like a spiritual body, but there's actually a deep truth as we contemplate that. St. Paul says that what is buried in the earth is kind of like a, a kernel. It's just like a tiny seed. And we, we look at this seed, and uh, we think about when this seed was living and alive, when it was a tiny little plant. And even though that seed is, has a power within it, we have, we have no idea. It's like if you never saw a tree before ever in your life and someone showed you an acorn, you'd be like, okay, this is like kind of small. This isn't, this isn't much. Like, I don't it's okay, maybe there's something living about it. And you plant it in the ground, you see it grow up after three years, and you're like, oh my gosh. Like, that's like the resurrection. Like, our, our humble bodies, which are really like a cosmos unto ourselves, are like the acorn, and you've never seen a tree before. Like biologically, chemically, in the time I've been giving this homily, your body has experienced hundreds of millions of chemical changes, your DNA replicating, 
a cosmic radiation flowing through your body and changing you. Yet you, you are like a, a universe unto yourself. And yet you're conscious of yourself, even though you don't know all those little operations chemically. Our bodies are amazing. And if we can consider how amazing and beautiful our bodies are, even in this, in this life, and we only know what an acorn is, like, think about what that means for the resurrection. When you grow from that kernel, that perishable seed, into the tree of life that God has made you to be. It's incredible to contemplate this. The Catechism just reminds us that the how of the resurrection is beyond our imagination. It exceeds our capacities. But it does point us to a certain place to get a glimpse of how this works. It points us to the altar of the Lord, actually. The Catechism says that as we contemplate the Eucharist, we have a foretaste of how our bodies are transfigured. I quote St. Irenaeus saying that just as bread that comes from the earth after God's blessing is invoked upon it is no longer ordinary bread, but the Eucharist. In the same way, we who partake of the Eucharist are no longer corruptible, but possess the hope of resurrection. So I guess the Eucharist we receive, we, we still experience the, the taste of that bread, and, and we can see that it's got all the earthly, uh, visible elements to it. Your, your body actually digests it. But we know that even more than that, this is the living presence of Jesus. Both are happening at the same time. So for our resurrected bodies, yes, there's something very familiar and earthly about them. You know, they're, they're our bodies. It's the bodies that we have used in this life to love one another. And yet the presence of God shoots through our bodies so powerfully that even in heaven, when you encounter another person, whatever that looks like, you're not only bringing them yourself, you are bringing them the infinite radiance of God. You to that person and that person to you, always in the presence of God. Sometimes in this life, it's, it's hard to, to think of this when our bodies are weak, when our bodies rage against our consciences, our spirits, but we have to love our bodies because that's how we love our neighbor. Love your neighbor as yourself. We need to love, love ourselves for the sake of God, even our fleshly bodies, to reverence them, to respect them, to acknowledge that even my physical flesh is called to share in divine beatitude. And if this is a mystery for us this morning, if this is, is uh, hard to drink in, then we just turn to the Eucharist and we ask Jesus to teach us. We ask him to reveal to us the splendor of his plans for us. Let's trust him in the Eucharist today, his resurrected body, his resurrected flesh, as we love him and love our neighbor and even love our bodies.